guys and girls, welcome to Unleashed Love. Unleashed Love is a podcast about love, intimacy, and sex, and everything in between. Now, on this first ever episode, we're going to talk about something controversial, no doubt, faking orgasms and what men can do better in bed. Okay, okay, these are challenges that men everywhere face. And in this episode, we try to give as much practical advice as possible. I'm joined by two amazing women, Jen, Lee, and Zari Giselle, who are going to help me get to the bottom of what causes women to resort to acting in order to please their men and why ultimately it has to change. If you like this podcast, please show your support by leaving a positive review and rating on Apple Podcasts, and I will greatly appreciate that in advance. Okay, so without further ado, thank you for joining us, and let's dive into this episode. Yeah, it looks like it's okay. Anyway, Jen, you were just talking about something, and this was really interesting. So you you live in one of the central parts of LA? No, I actually live pretty much near LAX airport. So I'm kind of safe around there, except there's a lot of police cars around, which is kind of scary. Yeah. Is it surreal to experience? I mean, of course it's surreal for anyone to experience this, but like, is it surreal to see police that you've become quite used to seeing? I would imagine act differently. Would you say they're acting very differently than usual? Oh yeah. I mean, at least the media, but I don't see that in person. So I'm kind of glad that I don't see that in person. Does it make you feel like you shouldn't, like you shouldn't be around them? <laughs> yeah. I don't want to get caught and like make sure I'm under the speed limit. <laughs> make sure the car is like good with the registration, everything. Just make sure I don't get caught because I don't like these police brutalities going on. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's so it's it's something that I I feel probably is skewed a lot in the media, but at the same time, uh, it, it definitely seems to be like a systemic problem with policing in general across the country. Mm-hmm. And um, I know that this is not what we're supposed to be talking about, but I watched a documentary last night called The Thirteenth. It's by Ava DuVernay, oh. and uh, it's shocking. Like I thought that I knew a lot about. I thought I knew enough, basically, about his black history, mm-hmm. but it turns out I really don't. <laughs> yeah. And um, it's sad to see that these people have had to endure all of that suffering, and we don't even get taught it in school so that we're not even aware that it even exists really beneath the surface, because how else are we going to know unless we go live in communities like that and experience the the oppression like firsthand, you know what I mean? Right. Right. Yeah. So it is really kind of messed up. I don't know what it's like in, well, I mean, the Philippines, which is where you are, Zari, <laughs> is also has its own problems with the police, but nothing to do with what we're <laughs> in the US. It's actually really crazy. I I was having um, I was having lunch with my mom and just all of a sudden, I just kind of like wanted to ask her, like, how come we're not doing anything about this? And then, then I found out that we are the silent majority that's what she said and we've been like part of that being a silent majority country for however long and I'm like that's sad because everyone's taking part of taking part in whatever it is that we need to do you know to help to help out whatever it is that's um, going on right now and movement and Mm -hmm. 
Mm. And it's crazy because I took the liberty of like looking, looking up like history and please don't take me as like, oh, you're, you're like a smarty, you read. I don't, I just really wanted to like learn more about this. And I've learned that when, when the Americans, uh, conquered us the black people are actually the ones who who tried to help us out and i'm like then we should be doing something about this you know we should hmm. you know, we should be participating in the protests or whatever but yeah we we have this um anti-terror bill that's uh that's kind of like in progress right now and it's mm. that we don't have we we don't have the power to to do protests and and stuff so like wow that's very timely that yeah. it came out when all of this is happening it's it's crazy yeah, yeah, it's an opportunity for people who want more to kind right. of go and try and get it. So that's, yeah. I think that's what your president is trying to do now yep. is, uh, unfortunately, be one of those people, you know, yeah. sad to see, but it happens. Uh, oh, it's a shitstorm at the moment, you know, but after every shitstorm comes the cleanup and then after the cleanup, hopefully everything's all decent again. And that's right. what I'm waiting for. Right. So it's going to take a long but, um, time. Yeah. Yeah. It could take a long time, but, um, well, I think the more serious all of this is the, the, the better it's going to be on the other side, because to, to take down things like we're seeing, like, you know, to change the system, you really need to upset it quite a lot. And that's going to cause a lot of pain and suffering and discomfort. Um, but we have to be willing to, I, I think we have to be willing to push through with that because if we don't, we're always going to be complaining about the same things happening over and over again. So, yeah, pretty deep though for something on the on the topic of fake orgasms and men's shortcomings. <laughs> yeah, oh, it's National Sex Day today, isn't it? Oh, was it yesterday? I think oh, it was. Crazy. Yeah, it's yesterday. Wait, is it's it today? Yes- no, today. it's yesterday here, but for you guys, it's. Today. <laughs> Hey, well, happy National Sex Day, guys. It's past midnight, so technically it was yesterday. Oh, it was yesterday. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. It just seems like it's one never-ending joke, doesn't it? Like 2020 just throws things out there. Hey, guys, National Sex Day. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. It's actually frustrating. <laughs> I didn't even know there was a National Sex Day until this happened, which is probably why... Probably because no one really cared because everyone was having sex anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, but, but yeah, it's, um, it's super interesting how uh, more sensitive we're, we're getting to intimacy as, th- as time goes on in quarantine or in lockdown or whatever you want to call it. Cause I know it's different everywhere. Like for example, Zari is in a, a community quarantine, I think something like mm-hmm. that. Um, I'm in a lockdown. I don't know what you're in, Jen, <laughs> but we're all kind of in the same thing anyway. Mm-hmm. And I th- just because we're we're not able to have that that connection, we're all thinking about sex a lot, and we're all thinking about intimacy a lot and missing it. Um, and I think that's one of the reasons why I want to start this podcast because it kind of pushed me really quickly along the line of kind of planning it all and getting it together. So having you two on to talk about something with me, anything with me is really, is really cool. So I appreciate you both being here. I'm, I'm really, I'm grateful. Um, but, but the first, the first topic, <laughs> I don't even know whose idea it was. Maybe it was Zari's idea. Maybe it was mine. Cause we've been talking about this for a while as well, but, um, 
it's going to be really interesting to hear what your experiences have been, if any, in like what 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 really is going on with this whole thing because it's it's always joked about in movies. You know, um, I think one of the main like examples we have of that is have you ever seen a movie called when harry met sally it's got yes uh, i'm sorry it's an old movie (laughs) 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 old movie i feel so bad i'm sorry (laughs) but yes Well, Zari, do you want to explain when Harry? I know that we're older than you, Jen, so that's probably yeah. why Zari. Yes, um, you got something. But uh, yeah, Zari, what what happens in that movie? Because not really in that. But let's let's not talk about the whole movie. Let's just talk about that one particular scene. Yeah. Yeah. That scene is just—it's monumental. <laughs> um, so basically, they were in—they uh, were in a restaurant, right? They were just casually talking about like how women are so good at it, or I don't know—I can't really remember the gist of what they were talking about. But in that scene, Meg Ryan was trying to uh, get a message across to the other person. Who was the, who was the other? Who was the actor? Um, I can't really remember. Um, Billy Crystal. Oh my there. god! This is a trivia. We're, I know. we're in a trivia from the eighties now. <laughs> Culture. Okay. Um, and then. And then she was saying, like, I bet that I can give you, like, the exact same um, performance or, like, an orgasm that I could have done in the bedroom right here. You know, like, right here. <laughs> All of these people. Oh, Jen, you have to see. You have to watch it. I swear to God. Like, yeah, like, Google it or watch it on YouTube. It's freaking amazing. And I guess it's also a big factor that she's an amazing actress. Mm. you can tell that yeah you know it's it's really it's like for real like women can really make it all the way into like the shaking part and like oh my god don't touch me <laughs> in relation so, oh right so you you so this is i suppose this is probably one of the biggest questions of the show is how easy is it to do basically i mean how how is there any, I know we're jumping right in the deep, at the deep end here, so we can backtrack after this, but like, is it just like the click of a finger or do you really have to, you know, think about it? Uh, who's going to talk first? <laughs> yeah, you go, you go, Jen, you go, Jen. Yeah, you go, you go first. Go ahead. Okay. So like for me, when I start with making orgasm, I think about like what's going on in my head and also the circumstances that's happening, like whether this guy is for real or for just hooking up. Um, in my case, if it goes on for too long, cause there's a time limit for me at least when it comes to having sex, if it happens for way too long, like I would say more than an hour, then okay. It's probably the time where I would probably orgasm and be like oh shit this feels so good and I came and then he would think that okay it's over now and then he would finish so I would say timing for me is essential when it comes to faking orgasm or it could be the circumstances when I don't really care about the guy (laughs) right right. yeah I would agree yeah okay so basically it's not hard at all to do it And, and and that's what I think a lot of men need to understand is it's it's not, it's not like, um, it, it couldn't happen to you. It, it, it's something that is probably happening already to you. I mean, I'm pretty sure I've, it's happened to me and I, I'm quite confident as a person when it comes to this kind of thing. And I'm pretty sure it's happened to me. So, you know, like there's gotta be a reason why this happens. And, and that's, 
that's what we can talk about is like, why, why is this even a thing? First of all, did you guys know that this was a thing before you did it the first time? Or is it just instinctive to do it? Um, both. <laughs> I, I already know that guys have this ego going on when it comes to having sex. Like, oh, I can make a girl come real quick. And I always have that tendency to be like, oh, watch me. I can probably fake it really well to mm. think that I'm going to come in front of you. So it com- it also happens like really frequently when the guy just has that high ego, like he's good at sex and everything. Right. And you don't want to upset him. You want him to be happy with everything. And, and that's one of the ways to do it. Um, not really to make him feel good. It's more like the opposite, especially if he has a really high ego. Um, because to be honest, a lot of guys I would think are very ignorant of what happens down there in the female body parts. Mm, right. um, what clitoris is or what it's supposed to do or, or where it is. Um, so, yeah, I think a lot of guys kind of just focus more on their own pleasure more than the girl. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. Right. Why do you think that is? Like, why do you... Why do you think men are not as interested, generally speaking, in the pleasure of their partner than they are in their own pleasure? Because I, I, I feel like there's a lot more to be had in the opposite way around. Like it's much more enjoyable right. if your partner is like super pleasured. I don't know. That's, that's, that's also an ego thing, I think. Because mm-hmm. it makes you feel like you're powerful, like you can, you can actually have that impact on someone, and um, it's almost amazing. It's it's like a gift, like it's amazing. But I don't think many people, many men, sorry, um, actually women too. I've heard. <laughs> I don't think some women actually know that too uh, when it comes to maybe like lesbian sex, for example. Right. But um, why why do you why do you think men don't 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 give it more time? And, and try and figure out how to do that for a woman. I think it's part of nature from a guy because guy's natural tendency is to produce, right? Like he wants to find the best female out there in terms of reproduction. Um, it's just part of instinct that this guy wants to have sex with this girl that could potentially be amazing with whatever. Um, so I think it's just for his own benefits because it's part of nature. Um, but I'm not mm. what Jerry thinks about that. Yeah. What do you, what do you, what are your thoughts about that? Zari? Like, why I do you think, think men? Yeah. Um, I don't think they, I mean, I guess, um, I can't really say since I don't really know what, what goes on in the psyche of, of men um, in general or whoever in particular, but I just think that they don't really do it or I would want to think, <laughs> uh, so to speak, that they don't do it consciously that mm. we're going to finish first and I'm not going to think about you. I think it's just because men can't, you know, the ever cliche saying men can't think with what, with, with both heads or something. They only can think <laughs> one head at a yeah. time. So when, when that is happening down there in all those um, emotions, that feeling, those feel good sensation and stimulation is going on. Sometimes they tend to lack sensitivity, I guess. I'm not saying that men are insensitive, but they can be um, in terms of yeah. um, 
giving pleasure. Uh, but yeah, mm, uh, so, yeah, they get engrossed with, um, oh, this feels so good, especially when, and we know that there are some women that, you know, they, they can really kind of like, uh, give the give the man a good time or, uh, you know, make them feel really good. And when that happens, they tend to forget about like, oh, how is my partner feeling? Or am I right. am I providing you the same pleasure that I might be getting right now? Because right. Of, so it's really good. And they can just think with one head at a time. But some men, mm. holy few, I would say, um, yeah, they, they can be like, maybe because it's a part of them too that the the knowing that they're giving pleasure to their partner gives them pleasure too and it gives them more of a high ego at the same time right right (laughs) so you know it's yeah because they're more empathetic as people do you think that plays a part like i would imagine if that's the case maybe being more empathetic as a person leads you down the road of kind of focusing on your partner a little bit more you know than someone who's just fully invested in themselves and would have to almost fake caring (laughs) you know no i mean it's so funny because there are empathetic um, men right after like oh did you did you come and then you're just like left there ah yeah (laughs) what do i say i was like oh yeah (laughs) <laughs> oh god that's it's really weird. embarrassing yeah it's not, really not for weird. the woman but embarrassing for the guy i mean you know i would i don't know if it's embarrassing for you but it's definitely embarrassing for the guy um to, to, sure. to ask that question and not to not yeah. realize that they're asking a question that's inherently embarrassing because they didn't realize in the first place yeah no and that's why that's why uh what jen said earlier um makes a lot of sense when she said that um it has a lot to do with the timing right yeah the duration and also if you feel like oh we're just hooking up because we're just hooking up fuck here if i like tell you i didn't come you know but you have if you have like feelings towards the person obviously you would kind of like feel sensitive what what would he feel you know so you're kind of like very sensitive with what you're going to tell him like oh i didn't come like no i faked it or like no it's it's good (laughs) okay let me ask you this though right you've you've both been in relationships so have you ever faked in a relationship oh yeah <laughs> i wouldn't say and, and, I would yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i'm kidding i'm kidding i would say that um not coming in a relationship is is i would say it's not important because i say it's more of an intimacy thing um i want to connect with my partner more deeply than just having my partner come like i'm just like a it's a small thing that you don't really care about in my opinion it's more about connecting with your partner so that's how i feel sex doesn't need to be good if none of us came it's all about connection emotional connection okay interesting yeah, I, I actually only ever thought about that now because usually you would only think that people fake when they're on a one night stand or if they're dating someone. Um, I mean, I've had relationships where it, it just fizzles out. You know what I mean? Like you, you go through the act of sex, but you don't. The intimacy is somehow escaped and sometimes you never end up where you want to be. So I, I kind of, yeah, that's interesting to know. And I think it might help in some cases, right? But 
ultimately, obviously, I think everybody wants it to be a real, a real one. <laughs> um, and that's probably where I guess communication comes in to some degree. I, I know that not always, you know, like fixing quote unquote, fixing things in, in the bed is down to talking about it because, you know, there's other elements too. Like, are you actually even attracted to that person anymore? Mm-hmm. Um, do they actually even turn you on anymore? That kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but getting back to the whole, you know, men and what, what's really going on behind the scenes. I think a lot of it is down to education too. Yeah. Do you remember sex ed? Yeah. It was not that helpful to be honest. <laughs> That's what I'm getting at. <laughs> That's the direction I'm moving in. <laughs> yeah. Glad you spotted that, Jen. Uh, what is it, yeah, it wasn't helpful at all. I don't know what it's like in the Philippines. What is it, what is it like in the Philippines? Sorry. It's non-existent. <laughs> oh, okay. Really? No, no, it's like that here. Yeah, but I mean, like, the, the country is pretty much super conservative. So we... Yeah. Yeah, yeah we're the... We're kind of more of like you have to figure it out your like your own way. We're not gonna we're not gonna teach you about it. So you know, you're just gonna I mean, it all, that's crazy. Yeah, I mean, it all comes down to experience at the same time. Yeah, I, I, I don't know what's worse, telling someone they need to figure it out for themselves or just not telling them properly because I just don't think we got True. told properly about anything to yeah. do with this. Yeah, you know, um, Those are, for, yeah. for us, it was Those really, really just kind bad. Of maybe one class uh, when you're 14. And, and I don't know if there was another one after that, but all I remember was they passed around these kind of stress balls, you know, the kind of the ones that are filled, yeah. those kind of latex um, sacks that are filled with, I don't know, goo. And it, it, it looked like a pair of balls. <laughs> <laughs> you were supposed to kind of like mess around with them and put a banana on, uh, put a, sorry, there's, it looks like a banana as well. You're supposed to put like a condom on it. And, but they don't talk about this, you know, they talk about the reproductive system, talk about like how it works, but they never go into, and I think that's the conservatism coming in. But can you imagine though, like, can you imagine what would happen if, if if somehow it was okay to talk about these things in pleasure and how to give it and how to receive it and it would be it would i think that would have a significant impact on like the bedroom for for most people and god only knows what that would do for society in general but like (laughs) yeah that would be crazy and also i think what would be a good addition to that um subject if they ever teach that hopefully they get to that um, time where they would teach like a proper set edu- uh, sex education is to how to properly communicate because I think that's like oh, yeah. one of the factors why us women, Jen, um, why we fake it is because we we somehow lack communication in terms of how we can get there, how we can get to like a proper orgasm, and and I don't yeah. know if it's just me, but you know, Filipinos are, are known to be like very timid, <laughs> like, Oh, I'm not going to tell you it feels good. I'm just going to wait for you till you like figure it out. It's like, what? No, speak up, bitch. Or else you're not going to get there. You know? Yeah. So, like, <laughs> so I think communication is definitely, yeah. Key. Oh, for sure. Communication is definitely key. And I think when it comes to pleasures, it can really vary because when it comes to women's pleasures, exactly. all women are different. Mm. All women's pleasures are different. Um, they can either be stimulated by only vaginal penetration or it can be both 
clitoris or vagina or anus, whatever you prefer, like sure. it can do so much. So that's right. tough to everyone about sex education. For well, sure. We, maybe we can do our yeah. own sex ed on this show. I think this is really probably you could call this whole podcast maybe sex ed or edu- intimacy because I I can see how people are going to be able to listen to this yeah. and if we talk about things in a certain way they may be able to go and take that and apply it to their own lives and we're on a we're on a really quite a ne- never mind the pun we're on a juicy subject right now <laughs> um, <laughs> um, how difficult is it for a woman to climax very <laughs> It's nice. <laughs> I mean, okay. No, but- I'm gonna ask you this, Clement. Like, why do you things? Why do you think girls do not come? Like, what makes you think that what you're doing to a girl does not make her come? Yeah. Okay. Good question. Um, well, you, first of all, you don't know what you're doing, and that's a problem because you're not going to be stimulating in the right ways. And I think stimulation is a key word here. Uh, there's a lot of different ways. I mean, you can, you can, you can back me up here or you can tell me, but there's a lot of different ways. I think that stimulation works not just for women, but for men too. Right. So uh, for example, I'll give you an example, if like from the male side of things, I, I'm, I'm not the kind of person. And I think, (laughs) I think there's a lot of men who are like me, but I don't think it's the majority. So uh, for me, I can't just jump in with someone and just wham, wham, bam, thank you. And then leave because I, 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 I look for that connection. I look for that kind of affection. And, um, and if it doesn't, if that doesn't materialize, it's really difficult for me to actually, I actually think I may have faked an orgasm once. <laughs> now that I think about it. I believe that actually guys have faked it. I noticed that. Yeah, that's so strange. Now I'm starting to think that I actually did, but I don't know how you can fake an orgasm and not, you know, you can't exactly ejaculate when you're faking an orgasm. So I'm trying to figure out how that worked, but Anyway, back to back to what I'm trying to say is is I need a connection for sure, and the connection is a stimulation in in a variety of ways, and I think a lot of it is kind of just getting close and intimate with someone and kissing and touching and that whole foreplay, the very basics. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 if men just dive straight into it, they're bypassing a lot of the, um, the prerequisite of actually getting to the orgasm in the first place because you can't easily bypass that. I think it's it's a necessary building block to getting a woman or a man to that to that a few men, not all men to that point. What do you think about that? Um I think foreplay is definitely important for women especially because women need to be both mentally and emotionally stimulated in order to have pleasure, not just physically stimulated. So you need to have that kind of connection before you do the dirty things. Um, Also, I would say with my experience, um, not me not being able to come, it actually, uh, I don't know if I should talk about this, but um, I didn't come from this one guy because I knew of his reputation that he was known for fucking a lot of girls. And that mentally kind of fucked me up. Like if he fucks a ton of girls, then, it's natural for me to think that way to try to impress him. And it's going to be so overwhelming for me. So that's not going to make me come because I'm not mentally, nor am I really emotionally stimulated. 
Mm. Is it the same for you, for you guys, um, when, when you're, you're not focused, I'm, I'm not even sure if that's the right word to use because <clears throat> I find it hard to get to that point. If my mind is elsewhere, like if I'm thinking about something else that I shouldn't be, mm. you know, like, uh, like I'm, discom- I'm, I'm, I'm going through a discomfort or, right. uh, guys, I'm just, sorry, uh, Clem. I'm so, this is such a bad time, but I just need to, I just need to step out a little bit. I mean, I'm still going to be here. Just give me five minutes, uh, two minutes, two minutes. Yeah, sure. No problem. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Well, so, uh, you know, Jen and I can talk about this. So, yeah. um, uh, is it, is it the same for you where yeah. uh, your think- mind is just not in the right place? Yeah. Like the little things that we think about, if we're even close to coming and we think about something else, it's going to not happen. Like our thoughts are so powerful. And if we don't think about anything to do with what's happening right now, then we won't come. So it's, it's yeah. Okay, good, good. So it's not just me. And it's probably not just the person who's listening to this too, because, and that's a really tricky thing to manage, I think. Um, So that's one of the, I think that's another component is comfort is like setting the tone and the pace and the trust and the, you know what I mean? Maybe that's one of the reasons why, you know, many people don't, don't, don't experience, um, as much pleasure as they could is because that whole thing hasn't even been laid out yet. You know, it's not gotten to the point where they feel totally comfortable and be, I think, able to be vulnerable to Mm -hmm. a certain degree is yeah, what it is for sure i think like first time having sex with someone is definitely the the most pitiful pivotal moments where you think of that kind of stuff like after this sex what will happen next you know like will this relationship go any further or will it just go downhill like we have a lot of things to think about when it comes to having sex for the first time with someone yeah 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 you just kind of made me think about quite an extreme example of that. It's like the woman, probably the woman thinking about whether they're going to be together in like a month from now, uh, which is something I've experienced before a few times. And I think the times have changed. Maybe, maybe, you know, back in the day, because I don't know, I wasn't around, but I've heard that it was uncommon you know, for our grandparents' generation to have sex without really being super uh, serious about someone, you know, like you've got plans already in your head and it just got to the point where you're having sex and then you're going to get together and have children and have a family and uh, and that's that's pretty much what life is like. But now, now it's like there's so so many options on the table Mm -hmm. Uh, and I think commitment's kind of gone down the drain and I'm not sure if, I mean... I think that's not a good thing overall. I just, but I don't know how much of a, of a necessity it is for us, for our generations to, to actually go through that evolution. Um, do you, do you, do you see it the same way? Like, are you, are you frustrated with the fact that there's too many options for yourself and for your partner? I mean, like most of my experience with guys that didn't go well, I usually tell them that I want something serious and they would say I'm ready for anything serious. Or if they do say something that they're serious about it and their only intention was to have sex with me, then yeah, I can totally relate to that. Um, It's not, it hurts (laughs) a lot. Yeah. Yeah. 
And, and do you think that's a symptom of society kind of losing its morals? Or do you think that's more like a kind of, oh, well, shit, things are just speeding up so quickly and it's not that important to have, you know, like a long-term relationship these days? Or I don't know. I mean, how do you, why do you think that's happened? I think it's just, uh, I don't know, maybe it's the guys who want to have that status, like, oh, I'm really great with sex. So in order for them to do that, they think of this whole societal things where you need to sleep around with a lot of people and you have to have enough experience in order to be the best at having sex. So I, I think when it comes to like, whenever I talk to someone of being serious they would immediately think, oh, I'm only going to have sex with this person, which means I'm not going to be more of a well-rounded partner, if that makes sense. Right. Yeah. Like, and also FOMO, right? Fear of missing out big time these days. More than ever, I think FOMO is killing our ability to focus on anything, not just sex, but your even your job. Like you, you, maybe I should be a, an epic entrepreneur who takes private jets around the world and like, you know, wears gold, gold chains and stuff. I don't know. There's, there's a lot of FOMO being kind of, you know, manifested and, and I don't, I don't, I don't know exactly how it came to be, but I have a feeling, uh, I've got a few theories Social media is probably one of them. I mean, in terms of what we're talking about, I feel like Tinder had like a serious impact on sex lives everywhere. For sure. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yes, Jack. I'm sorry. I'm just <laughs> and over to Zari for Tinder. <laughs> what are your thoughts about Tinder, Zari? What? <laughs> what are your thoughts about like Tinder? Um, we, we've just we've been discussing things about um, why uh, why men are, uh, less likely to commit these days and all the options that are on the table and how society's been impacted by, you know, like that kind of behavior, because, you know, back right. when our grandparents would right. uh, sleep with each other, there was probably already talk about like having a family or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, what's your experience been with men, um, in terms of commitment long-term and is that something that you've wanted even or I don't know um well I I'm not really one to like share because you know we I can't really speak in general yeah. because I know individually everyone have had their fair share of you know probably like challenging experiences in the past or with their past relationships that had led them to to probably having this fear of commitment or this fear of trusting someone. I think mm -hmm. having the fear of commitment goes deeper than I just don't want to commit, you know? And, mm -hmm. and I think it, you know, one, one factor, one branch of it would be having fear to, to trust because of whatever situation or whatever experience that they have had in the past. And, and it's really difficult to, to kind of like, um, how do you say this? Just like what you were saying, Clem, earlier, the, the fear of missing out, like, oh, you know, like that's that's one factor, too. So so what I'm trying to say is that you can't just really generalize or like compartmentalize. Mm -hmm. or this is why men are afraid of com or of committing or this is the reason why. And this and there's a whole bunch of factors in play. But um, yeah. Um, and, and also that that's just that's just not men and women, men and women are like um, alike. But mm -hmm. what. I can um, 
What I can add to that is the generation that we're living in right now is definitely has something or has a big chunk of of um, reason why why people are more hesitant in terms of like um, committing right now is because everything is just so it feels or or maybe this world is making us feel that everything is so replaceable like mm. well, like you're fucking with someone one day and then like the following they don't they don't text you or they you don't like the tone of like they're not even their voice but like the way they text you you feel like oh i'm on to the next it's it's everything is just so snappy and so quick to replace yeah. and it's yeah and it's because of these and i'm not saying that tinder is really is all that bad because you know i mean that's also another good way of for introverts i would say <laughs> i can't think of any other uh, but introverts people and it has helped I'm sure them. For extroverts too, but. for what i'm sorry yeah i said I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure it's it's also helpful for extroverts too it's just a really really convenient like yeah platform. exactly it's a very convenient way to to meet people but the thing is it's overwhelmingly powerful and it's overwhelmingly convenient that like mm. you earlier like you somehow miss the it's like everything is just so quick you know like you're on to the next and you're on to the next you're you're always have this fear of missing out on like the next best thing that you can find or that you can meet so 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 to, to like relay or relate this rather to what we're really talking about on on this episode I want to ask you guys what you think about um, this idea. So I feel like, and I'm in this group, by the way, I feel like the first time isn't the best time. I feel like maybe the second or the third time will be the best time or much, much better in bed. And a lot of experiences like that don't happen because the first time is Maybe not so bad, but just not what expectations were uh, of it, that it's kind of like put to the side or disregarded and then moved on to the next. And it it goes both ways. I I probably should even listen to myself too, you know, when it comes to that, because I think maybe that's happened to me in the the past too, where I've kind of just, I've just disregarded someone because of one bad or not so great experience. Mm -hmm. But um, how... How do you feel about that? Do you agree that there's a there's a there's a big possibility that oh maybe that guy isn't actually that bad in bed, you know, because it's he's just maybe uncomfortable and doesn't yet feel like he can be himself and once he opens up and everything's going to be a lot better. Have you experienced that before? Oh, definitely. Yeah. I mean, especially from dating apps, I don't feel comfortable already meeting a complete stranger and having sex with him. And also, as for me, I would say for my first time having sex with someone, I don't really do my best at Mm. doing sex because I don't want to I don't want to give my everything to that person for the first time and making it as if he deserves deserves it all. Um, I would. Interesting. Usually I would maybe wait for a couple of dates and then have sex with him now that I know that because before I used to have sex like on the first date and it wouldn't really turn out well because I think guys love mystery in a girl like they would want to get to know her better like for a longer period of time and then if you just go quickly to having sex then what else would you want to know about her? Absolutely. I agree. Uh, very much 100% agree with that about the, the whole men wanting to have a chase, so to speak, 
it's yeah. so much more fulfilling for a man to know that they had achieved that result by 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 you know by taking that time i think it's a lot more fulfilling in the end and it leads to probably i wouldn't say all the time but it probably leads to a lot more uh, uh, uh like kind of chances of maintaining that relationship you know because you've built that connection with the person um so i 100 agree that women that give it up straight away is it's not it's not built for long term it's kind of it's just like a let's satisfy our itch perhaps yeah um, um but so what can men do then if if for example the first time might not be the best time because i feel like a lot of people who are listening to this and if i've got a lot of men listening to this show you know and they're kind of like ah oh, fuck that happens to me every time and i just don't know how to do it like i don't know how to get over that initial hurdle of being uncomfortable mm. like what do you feel could happen for that to not be an issue anymore and kind of like set the tone i think it's all about stimulation when it comes to a female so you don't even have to have sex with her. You can simply maybe make out and then finger her. Or even if you're confident in eating her out, like that's enough for a girl because we just want that pleasure and the emotional stimulation. It doesn't really have to be vaginal penetration if you're not that confident or if you feel way too vulnerable to even do that on the first time. Mm, yeah. I, I've, I've, I think that I've had the, um, the epiphany, uh, a few times that I didn't actually have to go the whole way for, for it to be like a success, mm. uh, just because in my mind and probably this is, this is a good talking point, but there's like a porn video playing in my mind of this situation where, you know, it's the whole stereotype of just like hard sex and moaning and, you know, this just manufactured scene where everything is perfect, quote unquote, perfect. Yeah. And uh, porn, yeah, has definitely created that uh, bias in my mind. And, and just like it has for a lot of people, but um, it doesn't actually have to be that way. In, in my experience, I think, just the, the just the, the the attempt and the and the willingness to 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 try to understand the other person's body and like kind of show that intimacy I think is enough as long as and also communication too like I mean look if you're if you're a guy who or if you're a girl even who has um, maybe problems with being vulnerable on the first time, I, I think you should probably say something about it just because that kind of transparency builds trust as well. Like for sure. If you if what's gonna happen is in my opinion, and, and I don't know what you think about this, but if if you go ahead and you say and you don't say anything and then it turns out like it wasn't that great, then there's gonna be these kinds of thoughts floating around behind the scenes. Right. And you don't want that to happen because I think un uh, like uncontrolled thoughts usually always end up somewhere that they shouldn't, you know, they kind of build into these avalanches and then oh, already you've got an opinion about that person, but it wasn't really for the reasons that, 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 that they wanted, you know, to, to communicate with you. So you might think they're just bad in bed, but in reality they were uncomfortable. And I think you should say something like, by the way, I need to, 
get to know you before you really see the, the, the before you see the real side of me and um and you know i just want you to know that i'm i'm i, I really i really like you and um and 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 i think that's enough to to kind of like bring someone's uh, expectations down i think expectations coming down is a good thing in in bed actually yeah. Sure. Or you can or you can or you can say something like, you know what, I'm really, really good in bed. You just haven't earned it yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you right. you know, like you gotta earn it. You take me out on a couple of dates, you know, I like get to know me and then and then I'm kidding. But yeah. Yep, you can do that. <laughs> I was trained in the Tibetan mountains, yeah. Um <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's those are different ways that you can bring those expectations down and i mean like yeah. humor or just being super honest and transparency works a lot um, for sure for um that. i got a question yeah. for the both of you um so the question is obviously it goes both ways so for jen have you ever um told like um like an ex-boyfriend or like just someone that you you know, like, oh, um, I didn't, I didn't orgasm. Can you like help me out or can you, can we do something about it? And in your part, Clem, have, have you had anyone tell you that I need, like, I need to orgasm? You, you didn't make them. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I definitely experienced that. I was, I'm usually very open about not being able mm. to come. I usually tell right. him like, I did not come. And mm -hmm. actually test the guy whether he would actually care about it or not. And if he if he doesn't, then screw him. Like whatever, he wasted my time. Um, yeah. But if he actually tries to make the effort of trying to make me come, he would probably ask like, "Oh, what do you want me to do? Or what what do you right. like?" Um, yeah. So that's something that I do. I open up pretty easily with guys when it comes to not being able to orgasm. Right. I think it's like a, a special talent to, to be able to have that experience and then still have an orgasm because you already setting in motion like a bunch of thoughts there that are going to infest your mind in, in some cases, even the, even the, for some people, even the act of talking about it can be a turnoff, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that's a real talent to be able to do that just unconsciously yeah. but for other people you're gonna have to put some effort in and i think just okay. recognizing that no one's gonna get it right the first time uh right. like i mean almost no one's gonna get it right the first time but and you shouldn't expect them to either because we're so different and we're so unique and there's so many quirks True. and things and they might have been in a relationship or with someone that had these very specific triggers and then they come over to you and then you're like this different creature and they still have to learn how you work and there's all of that um, um, empathy that needs to happen there for you to be okay with having that conversation, you know, like yeah. there's, there's all the memes about this, about <laughs> how in, you know, in the women, in a woman's mind, a guy should, should already know what she's thinking. Uh, and I, I think there's some truth to that. Yeah. Uh, men find there's so many things that men do that women find annoying as well. But I think uh, I think there is that somehow there's that thing that exists where women, are, some women do tend to to hope that their partner will know what they're already thinking before they've even said it. And I get it, I really do. Like if you're if you're an empathetic person and you've been with that person for a while, then you probably should know what they're thinking. Um, but 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 I've I've had. A experiences where it's it's just default like that's that's just how it is when you 
<laughs> when you meet the person and you're like, whoa. So, uh, I, I mean, that's just my thoughts on the end of what you said, Jen is like, um, it's, it can, it can be a turnoff to even talk about something like that. But I think mm-hmm. that, that if empathy should be able to get through it. And for me, your question to me about whether anyone's uh, told me that they really absolutely hundred percent need to have an orgasm or want to have an orgasm, but they're not getting there. Yeah. It's happened to me, uh, more than once, I think, but there's two ways a man could see this. They could see it as a, a threat and therefore feel defensive Uh, which would happen, I I would imagine happens quite often actually, and and therefore ruins it. Or they could just see it as a, as a a genuine, honest, um, kind of, uh, spur to, to, to spur onto a challenge. And that's a good thing. That's actually a good thing. I mean, it's, it's a woman who's telling you that she's willing to try and, and, and wants it from you. Mm. And so that's a good thing. And, and so, yeah, I I would say, in that situation, I, I do my best not to let it get to my ego because right. men don't want to be told that they're doing something wrong. You know, right. it, it really it, it's it's really quite a, a nightmare scenario when a guy gets told he's not good in bed. <laughs> yeah. uh, but it has to it, it has to happen in some way for it to be able to to evolve and get better. And like I said, just as as long as people, I think, know. They're not always going to be the best at the beginning, and that's just a journey. Uh, then there's no reason why they can't get to the point where it's just second nature that orgasms happen as a result of having sex. Right. You know, um, but 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 there 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 are some surefire ways to get there. Like you, you know, it, you, like you said, Jen, it doesn't even have to be penetration. Like, what would you say are the stages of getting there? Um, so I actually made a like not even just in bed, but just like the very beginning, like, you, you know, like how do you kind of create a scenario where it's pretty, it's pretty obvious that you're going to be having a, like a, a good time in bed. Right. Um, first of all, foreplay is important. Um, could be just making out and, you know, I think, a lot of guys tend to be not so open about sharing how he feels about a woman's body. Like it would be really nice or ideal for a guy to say, you have amazing boobs or like, I don't know, you look great today or you look beautiful when being naked or something that reassures the female that she, she feels beautiful. Cause I know a lot of girls that I have talked to, they feel very insecure about their naked body or even their, Mm -hmm. uh, what's going on down there. They're very insecure about their Mm -hmm. vagina and it's really reassuring or just ideal that a guy would tell them that they, they look beautiful or your vagina looks great. I don't know, something like that. Um, Mm -hmm. so yeah, foreplay, um, making out and you know, if you, okay, when it comes to fingering a girl, I would highly recommend not doing like a jackhammer, like really fast. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's really sensitive down there guys. Um, And (laughs) so, yeah, I would probably go slowly and if a girl wants it fast, I hope that she communicates with the guy that she wants it faster or usually a guy just needs to ask and reassure that she's feeling good. Um, do you have anything added to that? Sorry. Or 
Should I keep going? Um, no, go ahead. Go ahead. You're you're in the right track. <laughs> I would say, you know, with everything that you're saying right now, especially with the yeah, especially with the fingering, um, they really need to to be more um, gentler in terms of um, I need to be more gentle in terms of like working their way around there. That's right. No jackhammering, please. Thank you. Yes. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Like okay. On that note, I. Th- feel like we take we take what we see on porn and then we yes. we try it out yes and, and i just want to say that like the men who are watching this who do that it's not it's not like that in real life necessarily i mean it can get to that but it doesn't start that way so um just 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 be aware of the of the kind of stereotypes that you're getting from these movies because they're not they're not they're not really made for that they're made for like super intense visceral pleasure they're not made for you know building up to something special in 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 a in a bed with just two people and no camera (laughs) right yeah. Um, and the next thing that I wrote is about eating her out because I feel like a lot of guys are not familiar with how they should eat a girl out. So this is what I think of what guys need to know. Um, a lot of guys, I think they don't know where the clitoris is. And let me just say, um, in, order to, <laughs> in order to figure that out, I would say there's a hood on top. I don't know if you know what the hood is, but you pull the hood out. <laughs> you, exp- you expose the clitoris. Hopefully that helps. If not, mm. I'm sorry. I'll try to help you out there. Um, mm. And this is very educational, uh, and I think we're we're really kind of like hitting all of the we're hitting all of the notes on this one. <laughs> yes. Um, and then when eating her out, I would also say use your fingers, not just trying to bite into it. I don't even ever bite. Don't ever bite a clitoris. Clitoris is just like the top, the head of the penis. It's very sensitive. Um, it's, the clitoris is very stimulated. You should not be so aggressive with it. It's just like when a guy comes and his penis is very stimulated, you don't want your penis to even be touched aggress- aggressively, right? Mm, yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Use your fingers. Um, what was I saying? Uh, I lost my train of thought. Like eating out, like eat, how to how to eat out better. Or I, right. I think some some men don't even do that. Some some men don't even want to do that. And I don't know why that is. It's something. In my experience, it, it, it brings a whole new level of excitement to the whole thing like if men could get around their phobias of doing that they would unlock like uh, i mean am i right i I feel like that's a very important part of sex is oral sex also like mentally females like i said females are very insecure about what's going on down there and we want to make sure the guy is either comfortable with looking down there or doing something down there. Um, I think the insecurity can also come down to not being stimulated mentally, mm. also emotionally. Yeah. Look, I mean, at the end of the day, I, I am seeing that there's, there's an opportunity for both sexes to just really practice good hygiene as well. Like this is a, an important thing that not many people talk about probably because it's quite taboo, but I don't want to be in a situation where 
someone's talking about my stinky parts behind my back <laughs> or not coming back to bed with me because they just didn't have, um, you know, like the hygiene they wanted. And it's really easy to get around. You just, you know, there's, there's, there's products out there that you can use. Yeah. Have it shower before you do it, or you can shower. excuse yourself, you know? <laughs> right. Um, uh, I just want to go back to what Jen was saying. So, um, also men, uh, when we say keep going, that doesn't mean change whatever it is that you're doing. Keep going means just stick to whatever it is that you're doing. Because I've I have heard from like from friends and also a personal experience uh, that when sometimes when I say like keep on going for some reason it just kind of like something clicks in their brain and they change shit up a bit. Mm, yeah. 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 That's not what I meant. I meant just like bit, exactly like what it is that you're doing now. Right. So there. So they so they do it they do it more aggressively or yeah. like as only yeah they just change it up a bit. Yeah. 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 That that's a really good point. Oh, maybe yeah. maybe it should be keep doing exactly what you're doing. Yeah, maybe I'm, I wasn't specific enough. Maybe you should be like really specific, like keep doing that exactly what you're doing now. <laughs> do that. <laughs> That's, that's a bit too much of an effort if you say that during sex. Like, keep doing exactly what you're doing now. Yeah, yeah. I know. Oh, man, that's fun. Talk about losing that's momentum. Fun. Shoot. That's the curse of the of the, of the the anxious male. <laughs> you know, they're going to go, oh, oh, God, yeah, this is, I'm doing something right. <laughs> um, but, but, okay, so we got to um, Conilingus. Uh, and how, how else, I mean, how else can we get further along to having that? I mean, we might even be there now. I mean, I know that there's, there's, there's maybe there's amazing orgasms that happen from just having oral sex, but, but we're talking about like the, the intercourse and then, you know, having that amazing orgasm. So what, when it gets to, you know, actually penetrating what do you feel are the the issues that happen at that point like too quick um too too aggressively um yeah it depends on how the girl is feeling and also what if if the vagina is wet because if it's not wet then you might be doing something wrong that you're not pleasuring her enough um Usually, from my experience, when I'm not that wet down there, the guy would be very aggressive with just putting it in and go fast. But I think it all comes down to communication. You have to take it slowly and then make sure she's okay. Ask, like, does this hurt or does this feel good? Something like that would be nice. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. I, I think mean, that when the cunnilingus comes in, you know, because it's a sure fact that when you, I mean, not really, but when you go down there, obviously the saliva would would, would go to the vagina and, you know, it would get um, it would get wet. And when, when you eat her out the right way, then she would get wet even mm-hmm. more. So when you stick it in, when you put it in her, then it would, yeah, it would be, it would be easier and it would feel a lot better, I would say. I agree. Yeah, have there been times that it, you didn't get aroused from oral sex? Um, when he gets too aggressive, so I, I I can't really count how many guys did that. 
<laughs> you just shut down, right? Like, I mean, it's, it's, it's almost like a, it's like a deterrent almost when people go the wrong way, it kind of backtracks and has a, yeah. a, a, like a negative side effect. Yeah. I men also experience that too. You know, there's, there are, there are two aggressive females, um, to be honest with you. And, and I'm not sure if that's just me, but, um, you know, because men, men don't really talk about sex in this way with men, men talk about like, Oh, you know, I was with this woman or, you know, like I, I would like to get with that woman. And that's just how we talk. I mean, it's, I don't, I wouldn't say I talk like that all the time, but that's just how men in general talk. So we don't really discuss the details. So we never really like kind of, we never really connect on that level. But for me, yeah, aggressiveness is in the bed is, is good, but you have to build up to it again. I think everything is, is like almost like a, a journey of building up. And that's the, that's probably one of the top pieces of advice that I would give from my experiences, just building up to it, like slowly yeah. is probably a sure far away to get what you want and to give her what she wants. Mm -hmm. Um, but like, uh, do you feel that all of this is is almost like besides the point? Because we can we can tell, or we can discuss details about how to do this, that, and the other. But 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 are we not essentially talking about finding a rhythm with your partner, and then everything just falls into place? Because I feel like that's really where it's at. Is if you can find that special rhythm, it's almost like frequencies meeting you know of, you're just matching the frequency of someone else like how their what their like their pace is what their movements are how their breathing is and you know, I, I don't know if the heart heart rate has something to do with it but have you ever felt like you were in rhythm with someone and everything just flowed naturally oh yeah for sure yeah, um, I, this is not really like a, a huge part of it, but I can honestly say personally I've experienced this and I can and I can attest to it. I can definitely vouch for it that breathing like to like together. I, I don't know how to explain this, but like it's just breathing <laughs> together makes a whole lot of difference. It's just you're in sync with each other and it makes mm -hmm. the whole experience kind of like completely different and it's it heightens everything else I don't know but but yeah breathing is definitely um an underrated thing in terms of like um having sex mm. I mm. so so matching the breathing pattern yes matching like, the breathing in the in the mouth like in the mouth. each other yeah, like let's say for example you're kissing right and then you just kind of like breathe each other's breath if if you get what i mean i know it's really difficult oh to yeah like, oh yeah yeah you know there's just yeah. something um kind of like sinking mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah i totally had an experience with my ex-boyfriend um we do try to get in sync not only the breathing but also just whenever i'm on top like I try to get familiar with his rhythm. Right. I don't know. Like Clement, like do you, when it comes to rhythm, when, like especially if a girl's on top, do you usually let her be in charge of the rhythm or do you usually take charge of it? Or is it just? Uh, that's a really good question. Yeah, that is a really good question. I just try to listen. So 
you know, not with my ears, but just uh, my body listens. And, uh, and that, that takes being comfortable. You've got to be comfortable and you've got to be present to know what the other person's really doing and what they're really feeling. Because yeah. if you can't be present, there's no way you're going to be able to pick up on those signals. Um, so a lot of things I think have to happen first, like the whole trust and vulnerability issue doesn't, it can't be an issue. It's just got to be like, let, let, let go of and and getting to that point is uh probably one of the most difficult things to do the way that it works for me and and getting to that to that to that to that point with someone is is just to to be just to be as honest as possible with the other person all the way through the dating the conversations everything just be honest because you know what the more you have to try to remember and keep up like you know maybe you're making this story about yourself like you're this great person because you feel like you've got a floss with this other person just to get her to like you oh well that's a big insecurity with a lot of men even with women too and it's impossible to keep up with because that's not a natural thing you're 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 it's almost like you're manufacturing something in inherently complex on the fly and you just can't keep up with it. So, so the best thing to do is just be as honest as possible with, with all your communication and you won't have to worry about anything once you finally get around to hopefully, you know, being intimate. And then at that point, you can put all your energy all your focus into just communicating with your body, communicating with your, you know, um, with your, with your speech. And, and, and once you get into the intimacy where you're, uh, the physical intimacy, I, yeah, just, just being aware of what's, of what their, what their breathing is like, you know, how their body's moving. I think they, people tell each other a lot without saying anything. Um, mm -hmm. and, and, and that's a, that's a, that's, that's, that's how you, I think that's how you reach the highest levels of intimacy is you just kind of like, you just subconsciously follow whatever the, the, um, the cues are that your partner giving you and you're giving your partner cues at the same time and you don't even know it because it's just natural. Everything flows and it might sound crazy. It's just that that's my experience. And I feel like that's the experience of, of, of many others who have amazing, uh, experiences in bed um and 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 to get to that point really yeah i think i think you just have to let down your guard and be vulnerable mm -hmm. you know vulnerability is something that people talk about as being a real um it's, it's a real positive thing to be to be able to have with someone but i don't think many people know how to be vulnerable and it's because of all of this layers of society that lie on top of it's like a narrative that we have especially men when it comes to like actually being vulnerable in front of a of, of, of someone else especially a woman um which is holding us back from being i think as intimate as we could be you know mm -hmm. yeah vulnerability is, is a big is a big one um and i think the best experiences come from someone who's just willing to just be themselves in front of the other person so I, yeah, like getting into a rhythm. I don't know if I answered your question, Jen, <laughs> but, um, just, just being present and, and, and trying to, you know, pick up on the cues is, is huge. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, but, uh, uh, I, th I think all of this is something that, uh, I think you really need to experiment and you need to give yourself that self-love to tell yourself, you know, 
you're going to make mistakes along the way, just like anything else. Maybe if you're trying to get good at the guitar, which is something that I'm doing at the moment, or if you're trying to apply for jobs and you're being rejected, like everything, including sex, is something that you can't expect yourself to get right the first time. And even if you are getting it right, there's going to be times that you get it wrong too. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, like having that uh, compassion towards yourself, I think opens doors to trying new things uh, with people and with yourself. Yeah. Uh, where it's at. Like, because if you keep doing the same thing, you're going to get the same results. Right. And, and I know that a lot of the topics we discuss and have discussed on this show are things that men might look at and kind of think, I can't do that. I'm not going to be able to do that. That's not who I am. But honestly, it, 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 you need to be able to get to that point if you want to have more from 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 not just sex, but everything in life. You know, I mean, how many times have you, like, for example, I don't know, Zari, how many times have you kind of gone into a situation with the same mindset and then been like, ah, fuck, well, <laughs> that's why that's why i got the same result you know yeah true but it's it's difficult because you know i mean like especially when you're a little bit older you're hardwired into like these things and it's more difficult for i mean but but then again i would want to remain optimistic but it's not impossible so there are still things that you know have been hardwired like oh i'm not going to do this i'm not going to do that but if you would want um, to excel or to get better at something just you know experiment like you said and practice I'm not saying to fuck whoever the fuck ever that you see or the first person in the street but like you know but yeah. I, I, I agree I agree with you just be present I, and yeah I think that um, I should tell this to especially the females or at least my female friends they are very ashamed to talk about the fact that they play with themselves um it's nothing to be ashamed of and it's just part of a learning experience and experimentation with what you like and that's just what I had to say because I know a lot of females out there who don't really open up about playing with themselves like there's that stereotype or that a lot of guys play with themselves or masturbate um so this is a really important topic by the way so yeah I'm, I'm gonna say something after this but yeah, I'm, I'm pretty much done. <laughs> you can say whatever you need to say. This is, this is really, it's good that you brought this up because one of the things I like to um, challenge is the use of pornography. You know, I, I feel like porn has a good side and a bad side. And I feel from experience that the bad side really, really outweighs the good side. For example... It's great if you just feel stressed and you want to relieve yourself. And I feel like porn can help you get there. I actually feel like porn is good in relationships too. Like, for example, if you want to spice things up, you can put some porn on and it kind of makes things more exciting sometimes. Mm. That's good too. But I think overall, just put yourself in a situation where you're watching porn. I mean, maybe it's happening already. I know that it's happened to me for sure. Um but you're, you're end, you've ended up kind of somehow in a situation where you're watching porn to get off every time. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you have an opportunity to have sex with someone. And you, for some, somehow you've gotten to the point where you're desensitized. Like you, 
<clears throat> it's not as easy for you to climax as, is this right? I mean, have you ever experienced that where porn's just desensitized you a little bit? Um, personally, from experience, I don't really watch a lot of porn. Actually, vibrators I use, and that's that's something that could desensitize um, before having sex with someone. Um, so I think right. I also think that vibrators also include in that factor where they think vibrators vibrators are not okay because it actually lowers down a guy's ego. I would say, but it's more of a, mm. it's more of a helpful like aid for a girl to be pleasured and for a guy to realize what the girl wants or likes. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, yeah, that's, that's very important. Uh, uh, I mean, using toys constantly. Um, and I've met women like this who are constantly using them to get off and to the point where they can't get off without them. <clears throat> that to me is a huge problem for relationships of any kind. Um, because no matter what you talk about, no matter what rhythm you have, probably, uh, you're going to need that stimulation. And, and so, cause a vibrator is like ultra stimulation, right? It's like that, that pulse of, it's just the, 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 the whole mechanism itself is not anything like a penis really uh, or, or a finger. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I just, yeah, I think desensitizing yourself is, is something that I don't think many people think about before it's too late. And that's why I wanted to bring it up because we're talking about getting to have the, the best orgasms with your partner, mm-hmm. not by yourself. Cause you can have the best orgasms by yourself, but at the end, you, you're, it's like you've missed out a whole great, amazing piece of the puzzle. Um, I would just say, yeah, be wary, be wary of that, that aspect of things. Yeah. Um, there's a limit to also watching porn. So there's such yeah. thing, you know, just for everything. Don't do too much of it to desensitize it too much. I mean, quarantine has been really difficult or lockdown or whatever you want to call it. It's been very difficult for people. Yeah. <laughs> people try to pass a law here. Sorry, go ahead. It's no, it's crazy. I just wanted to say that it's completely the other way around with me because um, I live with my mom and I share the same room as my daughter. And so like when before the lockdown, I actually had more privacy. So I could watch like porn before when they could like go, you know, on with their day. My mom's going to go to work and my daughter's going to go to school. But now we're like in each other's faces 24 seven because no mm-hmm. one going anywhere so it's 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 kind of like um completely the, the other way around to be so now no yeah i've not had watched you must be like a monk <laughs> i know the opportunity to watch porn so i mean like in the bathroom i would say but like not even then <laughs> you just have to imagine having an orgasm and that's break. good enough <laughs> yeah it's okay to take a break i guess you know so yeah it's when the lockdowns yeah. just like crazy <laughs> Well, you know, the one way to think about it is just, just imagine how great it's going to be next time. Exactly. You know, no, that's what I'm, that's what I'm kind of not really <laughs> I guess looking forward to it. But you know, that's, that's kind of like what I'm thinking now is when, when that day comes that we're finally out of here, there would be like a collective intercourse going on. <laughs> Everyone's just going to be like, <laughs> <laughs> I, globally. Yeah, it may actually, 
<laughs> that was, that's what would happen, I think, if every country and every community just lowered their lockdown at the same time. Like everyone just yeah. kind of walked outside, you know, squinting yeah. at the sun and just saw a girl or a guy across the street yeah. and they were just like, hey. <laughs> but oh but I, do, I do feel like there's going to be a boomer um, generation that, that are born for sure <laughs> oh um, so so yeah but uh, maybe this conversation has been uh, more difficult for some than others <laughs> who are going through what you're experiencing as well yeah. uh, but yeah like go, go, like so back to the the whole thing I mean you know we, I think we talked about you know like kind of stimulation to the point where you kind of feel like you're you know, there's definitely lubrication there, right? Um, and that's a good sign, especially if it's not your lubrication from your mouth, and it's from that from them. Uh, that means they're yeah. that means you've pretty got them pretty turned on. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but once so once once penetration happens, like how can men further along? Uh, their cause like how do we get the woman to climax because there's definitely right and wrong ways of of having penetrative sex right right um i mean because because going back to the porn example you can't just go in there full blazing i think it's really hard to say well personally it's really hard to say because every every woman is different you know i mean and would like it like really hard and fast and some women like it slow but um i would just share my 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 personal view on this well personally i would like it slow at first and gradually working your way into kind of like getting both our rhythms in sync you know Mm. like Mm. it's definitely for me, like I said, I, I cannot really speak in behalf of like all women, but yeah, slow is definitely a good way to go on set when you kind of like um, put it in and then slowly, because like you said, if you are aware of, of the other person's like movement and you just kind of like feel or, you know, um, learn how to how to uh, read cues or like signs from mm-hmm. the other person, then gradually you would, along the way of that, you know, slow rhythm, you would find that, oh, this is how she likes it. And this is how we're going to, you know, transition or to move in this. Right. And then, yeah, the next thing you know, you're pulling her hair and like ramming her from the back. That's, that's fine. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I think, I think if, so, if yeah. anyone's listening to this and they're thinking to themselves, well, how do I know if they want it like this or like that? Then, yeah, things starting slow is going to be a uh, surefire way to yeah. figure it out. I, I think that's a great piece of advice is just to start slow. Because yeah. even if they do want it fast, you're going to be able to get there anyway. At least you're not starting on the wrong foot, you know? True. And I would also yeah. like to say that generally females have a G spot as well. Like it's not even far from the the outside of the vagina it's like very close inside on the top of the wall Mm -hmm. so like in order for you to stimulate that spot you can even like experiment with positions that could stimulate that area and if if you do like stimulate the g-spot usually in the case the guy would also feel it and he would also be in sync with the girl's stimulation or pleasure why do you think the G spot something that isn't really talked about as much as the you know the clitoris or is it because it's not visible is it because it's not you know 
I, I, I just feel like it's not something that is really promoted as much as anything else, but it's really important, right? I mean, I, um, I don't know. I feel like a lot of people don't believe in the G spot. Maybe that's why a lot of people don't talk about it, but also the clitoris is actually being ignored a lot when doing penetrative sex because the guy's only trying to get his penis inside the vagina. That's all they usually mm -hmm. think about. Um, but while the penis is inside, usually the case, it would stimulate the G-spot at some point. But the most important thing I would say for a guy to know is that the clitoris is very important when it comes to stimulation. I would say majority of the females would want double stimulation, not just vaginal penetration. Um, yeah. And I think with the clitoris being stimulated, it would also be even greater in pleasure when it comes to penetration. If any guys didn't know about that it actually makes greater i don't know makes how more it, sensitive maybe more sensitive yeah i agree well okay i mean that's perfect ex ex advice like just start with the clitoris and don't worry about too much else um, like, yeah, don't be too rough on the clitoris at the same time like i said it's very similar to the head of the penis um in any case you can even ask the girl to touch her clit while you're being while you're, you know, having sex with her. If the girl knows well enough about herself, if she knows well about her uh, clitoris, you can even ask her or even like take her hand and put it down on her clit and make her play with it. What do you think about, and have you ever tried those toys that men can get, which are basically like cock rings, but they have a vibrator on them? Have you ever seen those? And they kind of, they're supposed to stimulate the clitoris. I know there's a bunch of different other types of these things, but I haven't personally tried. It's, it's yeah. something that, could it help? Is that something that people that I've you've never, tried? I've never used this. I cannot say that. <laughs> yeah, I think, I, I, I think it's possible. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I've tried one once, but I don't think it had any significant impact. I think it's more of a gimmick than anything else. And also... You know, we want to we want to focus on the foundations first. So I think just getting this, you know, like people might be already thinking about what kind of toys they can use. I feel like focusing on the foundations is the most important thing, you know, as is with many other things. Just get the get the basics right. And I think everything else will fall into place. And maybe you won't even need to use any like extra toys or things to stimulate the other person. Yeah. Um, the way that you explain, explain that the clitoris is like as sensitive as the penis once it's had an orgasm or is a great is like great analogy because it's, it's super sensitive. Like we don't even want anyone to touch it once we've, once we've had our orgasm because it's so on fire almost in terms of sensitivity. For sure. So hopefully that helps men figure out, oh yeah, I got to be a little bit more soft with this and careful with it. Yeah. Um, can I also just say something that I heard from a lot of guys? Um, I learned this actually recently from a body love series on Instagram. And a lot of guys, when they have sex with a girl, they would say, you're so tight. I don't know if that's, that's usually a good thing, but sometimes it usually comes to a question like, how long have you had sex? Or when was the last time you had sex? I would like to say... <laughs> I would like to say that the tightness of the vagina actually correlates to how strong the vaginal walls are. So mm. 
there's this thing called pelvic floor muscles. This is a very educational part of this podcast. Um, Bring it on. Bring it on. I love this. So the pelvic floor muscles, um, beneath your pelvic bone, there's these muscles that need to be strengthened. It's just like for any muscles, you need to stimulate that in order to strengthen it. So like for girls struggling to have like a really good orgasm, it is much recommended that you kind of like clench, like as if you're clenching to hold your pee, Pee. poo, pee, it for five seconds and release it for five seconds and if you do that daily like for 10 minutes that would definitely strengthen your pelvic floor muscles meaning that it's going to strengthen your vaginal walls meaning that it's going to be pretty tight um so that's just a thing that i want to point out to guys because guys would think like tightness means that you haven't had sex in a long time that's not true it's usually the case that the muscles around the vaginal walls are strong um, if you have a loose vagina, it's more likely the case that it's pretty weak or it's, that's just how it was, um, naturally formed in the first. Mm-hmm. Jen, I have a question. Is this the, the Kegel exercises? Yes. Yes. That, I mean, like some people are not comfortable with using those Kegel balls, but you can definitely right. do those exercises by clenching every just five clenching, seconds. Yeah. Yeah, men can do this too. You know, I mean, <laughs> sorry, I want to be included. No, um, <laughs> men can do this too, uh, and it actually helps men with their control of ejaculation. Like some men have trouble, um, you know, regulating their their ejaculate. Like they might edge, you know, which I, I don't know if many people understand that term. It's on when you're on the edge of an orgasm, but you don't get there. Uh, mm-hmm. Sometimes something comes out. Uh, you know, maybe it's just like semen, which is the fluid where sperm is, is, is inside of it. And you know, the, the watery stuff, uh, right. or maybe it's a, a, a mixture, but yeah, there, if you do the, if men do these exercises, not only can they be more controlling of the, of their ejaculate, but they can also have stronger orgasms. And I've experienced that too. And you've just reminded me about this. So I'm, I'm literally, I know this is too much information, but I'm literally doing it now. <laughs> what? And I'm like, Oh, I remember this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. So, Clem, I have a question. You mean like you stop yourself from coming? Like you're about to uh, you're like stop yourself I, I, from I, 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 Yeah, it's it's like it's like it's just it's more easy to control when you ejaculate or not. You know, right. if your muscles are stronger down there, because that's what's holding it in sometimes mm-hmm. is like yeah that that muscles tightening and it's it's not letting the ejaculate out and you can have some amazing orgasms because you you can imagine you'll build up that energy over time Mm -hmm. uh, during sex uh, during sex and you can release it all uh uh, in a lot more powerful ways very very good advice on on doing that by the way guys definitely have pelvic floor muscles not just females definitely but do you think that women's pelvic floor muscles lead to multiple orgasms mm. or is that a totally different thing i think it's more of this how strong of an orgasm it is it's not really how many times a girl can orgasm right right yeah. um so pelvic floor muscles super super powerful for both sexes um 
for sure. And that, and I never knew that men actually, <laughs> I never knew that men would say that following that, that, that statement. Oh, you're so tight. It must've been, has it been a long time since you've had sex? Oh, yeah. Experience a bunch of times. <laughs> right. There's a lot of <laughs> stereotypes that were crashing into here. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, you, you go ahead. Yeah, I finished. It's fine. Oh, no, I was going to say that's how you would know it if a particular man knows about the Kegel exercises. Oh, girl, you're so tight. You've been doing your Kegel exercises. Good job. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing worse than saying something and then realizing that you don't know what you were just talking about. <laughs> that's, that's a bummer. That's a real bummer. Um, I have to ask this question and I know it's very visceral, but, um, please humor me. So we've gotten to the point now where we've gotten a, uh, maybe a rhythm and, uh, I just want to know, I think it's important when a girl, uh, a lady is about to orgasm and is orgasming, what do you want the man to do? Like, I know that you obviously want them to keep going, but is there anything more uh, or, and what do you, what do you not want them to do? Cause that could be another aspect of like having the best possible or orgasm, right? Mm. I would say just keep doing what you're doing and don't stop. Right. <laughs> right? Yeah. That's the simple answer right there. Mm -hmm. So not necessarily like go harder, go faster. Cause yeah. I think a lot of men do do that. Um, and is that necessarily good or is that necessarily bad? Mm. Or does it depend on the situation too? Yeah, I think it also depends. But when I think, okay, it's been, it's been some time, guys. I'm sorry, I can't really remember. <laughs> <laughs> but like, but like um, from what I remember... Um, when I'm um, like in the brink of an orgasm, I don't want the guy to like change anything. Just keep on doing exactly what you're doing because that's what's going to get me there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. mm. I, yeah. Okay. Perfect. I mean, I think that there you go. That's the whole, we've given probably more information in one episode than any sex ed course anywhere in the world. Yeah. And it's the three, right? <laughs> Yeah. And, and I honestly genuinely feel like if, if, if some people are, are able to take on this advice, it really will have an impact. Like for sure, it will have a massive impact. And, and even just the, even just the vulnerability aspect of it that we talked about for quite some time, you know, being able to let your guard down and being comfortable and communicating, <laughs> those are just super, they let everything else happen too. So, um, yeah. Uh, this, is, this has been great, great conversation. I don't know if you guys have anything else you want to add to this, um, but for me, I, I, I just I feel like yeah, this has been <laughs> more than I had ever imagined to talk about on this on this episode. I mean, it's called faking orgasms. Like, it's not called sex ed. This is to total sex ed right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>